Jerseys of Hope is a nonprofit committed to inspiring a sense of community and well-being in hospitals through the donation of athletic jerseys to be worn by patients rooting for their favorite team. In the past seven years, Jerseys of Hope has given out over 2,000 jerseys to lift the spirits of hospital patients. They have impacted the needy in four countries in 11 states. Please visit jerseysofhope.org to learn more. We're so honored to partner with Jerseys of Hope and be a small part of the large impact they make. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. This is Caitlin. Each episode, my Uncle Aaron interviews guests that are living their lives unscripted. The song you are hearing is the music from our dear friends, Tori and Shauna. You can find their music wherever you stream your favorite songs. For now, from his studio, here's my Uncle Aaron. Welcome back to Unscripted from my Jerseys of Hope studios here in Hilliard, Ohio. This is exciting. And I don't even know where to start. Elliot, do you want to introduce yourself and we'll go from there? Sure. I'm Elliot Wallach. I'm president of Edify Films. We're a, a distributor. Our focus is on family and faith-friendly films. And we're also a production company. And we're excited to be here to talk about our first theatrical release, God of Heaven and Earth. And before we jumped on, you were dealing with something else. You are involved in another project, right? Correct. We were distributing a uh, TV show called Wind Calls the Heart. It's astoundingly moving. They're actually filming its 11th season. And I was, I was kidding that there's, I feel like with my own circle of friends, I feel like there's two kinds of people, people that have never heard of the show. And then all of a sudden somebody that I'm like cooler than a submarine commander, cause I'm, <laughs> you know, doing the distribution, you know, and then we've, and we've met the actors and they're just, they're just phenomenal. But the, the fun thing about it, a lot of people out there may remember Michael Landon who yeah. uh, played Pa, right? Little House in the yeah. Prairie. Well, his son, Michael Landon Jr. is the one along with Brian Bird who was one of the executive producers for Touched by an Angel. And he actually wrote the Case for Christ movie, if you saw that. So yeah. you can imagine that, that combination. You know, they're the ones that really kind of got this started early on. And, uh, you know, and so it, I, I kind of get a kick out of the idea that maybe Wind Calls the Heart may actually even outrun some of Michael's father's work in terms of, you know, seasons, you know. Where can people find that? WindCallsTheHeart.com. That'll redirect to our to our store, and you know, Wind Calls the Heart, the TV show is on the Hallmark Channel. Okay. But over the years, what we'll do is we'll create, you know, quite a bit of bonus content. You know, so our our we try to keep the DVDs that we have pretty exclusive to the material that you can really only find it on DVDs. Because so many people are are streaming things and everything else. And you know, our philosophy is if you can't hold it and you can't touch it, and you're sure you really own it. You know, because if the zombies came, you're not going to be streaming anything. But if the zombies came, you're not going to want to watch anything about zombies. You're going to want to watch the stuff that Edify Films distributed. Something's going to make you happy. I hope so. I mean, especially yeah. where the world is today. And actually, you just wrapped up an interview with uh, Timothy about what we're going to talk about today. And that's God of Heaven and Earth. So what is your role in the film? Just so everybody understands listening, what what is your role with God of Heaven and Earth? Well, I'm one of the producers and, and, you know, in the final leg of the project and executive producer, and then of course the, you know, distributor, you know, and then actually one of the guys that really helped kind of craft what you're looking at in terms of the film. And, and for those that don't, don't know what it's about, it really makes a very compelling case as to what the star of Bethlehem was. And there's a whole 
incredible backstory to that, you know, with this, and we can get into that as the interview progresses, but this guy named Rick Larson is one of the most remarkable faith-filled human beings I've ever met. And he's brilliant. He's a, he's an attorney and was a very, very successful trademark attorney, but he was also a very strong man of faith. And he's one of these guys that he starts getting into something. He goes into it all, all the way. And he made this discovery that this basically what he discovered was this man had had a theory about what he thought the star of Bethlehem might be. But I don't know that that gentleman maybe recognized as much as Rick did just because of Rick's familiarity with scripture. And, and Rick ended up just prosecuting a case as he started making these incredible discoveries as to what the star of Bethlehem was. But I think the most important aspect of it, and this is where I just like, when I, when I started getting into this, where it was very convicting for my own faith, is that it establishes a, a definitive crucifixion date of mm. April 3rd, 33 AD. In other words, if you're going to buy into this theory, there's really only one date that then works for the crucifixion. That's April 3rd, 33 AD. But what's amazing is that the end of the movie goes on to Israel and proves that an earthquake, right out of Matthew 27, for those not familiar with it, when Christ was crucified and he died, there was an earthquake that was so strong that a, a, a centurion said, surely this was the son of God, right. just because of how right. impactful it was. Rick goes to Israel and proves that an earthquake happens in 33 AD, wow. right in line with this other theory. And, and what's so incredible about it is you can, you can see that maybe there was, a, there was an earthquake in like, what was it, 60 years prior and like over 300 years later, like there's only one suspect. And I don't care if somebody's a, an atheist or an evangelist, you don't get to walk away from this movie not convinced that an earthquake happened in 33 AD. Beyond that, it's really up to you. But it's, it's what well, you know what's amazing because you said you live in Ohio, right? Right, I do. Yep. Yeah. You can't prove to me if an earthquake happened in Columbus, not in 33 AD, not to an exact year. But what's amazing is that God just set it up that for, in Israel, you can prove earthquakes to specific years. And without giving away too much of the film, you know, I'm going to be saying, I'm going to be screaming about this because it is, it's, inc- it is a miracle. Just the fact that you can even prove it is an absolute miracle. It, it just it has to do with the Dead Sea, and it's the lowest place on Earth. And where is it? Eighteen miles from Jerusalem. Wow, it's incredible. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go on a little bit of a rabbit trail. Before I do that, what is the link so everybody knows about the film? Where can they find it? Yeah, go to God of Heaven and Earth Film dot com. And you know, when are you broadcasting this? It's going to be at the end of the month. Uh, they've asked me to hold the interview till the end of the month, so it'll come give, out. Can but... I give? Can I give you a different domain name? Absolutely. Yeah. Go to. Okay. So where you want to go is go to GodOfHeavenAndEarth.com. Okay. And then you'll be able to find where to get tickets. Uh, you'll be able to watch the trailer and and see all kinds of things. Okay. The rabbit trail. So I'm I'm. Don't at me. I'm a huge TikTok user. <laughs> oh, okay. I know, I know I'm not allowed to, but, and I don't know if you are, but just a few weeks ago, TikTok was full of all September 23rd, the world was supposed to end. And there was, to your point, there was compelling TikToks one after another, after another about some astrological things that were going to happen with astronomy and, and stars and the name of those stars. And like, if you spend enough time on TikTok, you literally were ready for Jesus to come home on September 23rd. He was going to call us all home. And the reason why I bring all that up is because we get a lot of content 
in the world that we're in social media, Facebook, uh, all of it, TikTok. <laughs> and so people like me start to really lean in when somebody says, Hey, the world's going to end September 23rd. And, and I, I'm, I, I've been around the church and I read my Bible enough to know that nobody knows the day or time, but at the same time, they made a very compelling case. And so I say all that to say that I think the difference between TikTok and just some content creators and what you all have experienced and put together is you all put together truth to your point in an earthquake. You can find that data. That's, that's yeah. different than just some content creator in his basement trying to get everybody riled up about September 23rd. <laughs> Sorry for the really long trail to get there, but no. you know what I'm saying? I think, I think no, it's, I know what you're saying. That's why it's important that, that there are films like this. It's important that we have content that's truth and not just content creators. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's the one thing about Rick is he, you know, when he first put this together, he would go to university and so he's a college professor. And so it was very important to him that he had a, he had a very factual presentation you know, that could stand up to that, to the kind of scrutiny that, that obviously, you know, whenever you're talking about anything like this, it's going to be prepared, you know, it's, you're going to get it, you know, and the thing with this is the data in terms of the earthquake is already there. You can find where they're like an earthquake happened in 33 AD because of the science, but people hadn't really put them together. And what's, what's unique about it is you've got two completely different scientific disciplines where you've got one going this direction, which would be astronomy, and then one going this way, which would be geology. And then finding where this intersects in agreement, at least if nothing else, with the date. And, you know, we all grew up reading about the, you know, the activity scene and, you know, and everybody, and you always see it, right? Like going to somebody's house, you know, the three wise men and, and there's right. all these extrapolations and it's so programmed into our heads that when you, when you see something contrary, it's like, no, that wasn't the way it was on, on, on grandma's table or, you know, <laughs> under the tree. You know, we think, we think three wise men because right. there were three gifts. And, but we kind of, you kind of, we kind of gloss over a lot of things. Like, why did these guys travel? Yeah. What was so compelling to these guys? What did they see that, that made them travel 700 miles away? You know, how does a star stop in the sky over Bethlehem? You know, what right. was it that convinced them? What did they see in the sky that made them think king of the Jews? And all your, the, the thing that's unique now. And it's, it's this time where you can, you know, the, the universe is just a great clock. We know exactly where Venus was at any given year you want to, because it's, it's just math, you know? Yeah. And so you can go back and, you know, and you can, you can go see when this, what, what it looked like. Well, there's, you can show it. Rick takes and he presents, here's what the sky looked like at this particular date. Here's where the, here's where things were aligned. And this is what they may have thought at this point. And look what happened here. And look what happened here. And look what happened here. And as he continues, your mind is just blown. It is just blown. Oh, my goodness. It's like, what would somebody say? Like that much coincidence, you know, that much coincidence starts to become the fingerprints of God. One of my favorite taglines with this is, is it's, you know, God of heaven. It's, you know, God's signature through time because he basically it, it, he he almost autographed the universe with what he wrote into the sky. It's so cool, you know, when That's people amazing. see it. Yeah, when people see it, it's really remarkable. But you're only able to see it now, you know. Kepler tried, you know, but Kepler, I mean, you can imagine you got a you got a feather and an ink and a piece of paper, <laughs> you know, to try to do it. But, you know, cuz originally it was his his math that helped like make a lot of this possible. But you'll see that in the film. 
Hey everyone, this is Caitlin again. One of the biggest questions you receive is, how do you make money on a podcast? The answer that my uncle gives is, you don't. We set up unscriptedmerch.com to be a warehouse for products and partners to sell merch and spare items. Each purchase helps this podcast find out more and order some merch at unscriptedmerch.com. Use code UNSCRIPTED20 and receive 20% off all of your orders. Now let's get back to today's episode. You're one of my favorite interviews already. Just you're correct. All me. right. <laughs> Seriously. Let's celebrate right, with so, some water. <laughs> so <laughs> let me ask you from your perspective, first of all, and I apologize, I'm not in this industry. So when does a producer join a project? Did you see uh, a script is probably not the right word. Did you see the science you're talking about and say, I want to, I want to produce this. How, how does that work? Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit? Yeah. Well, my, you know, my background was, and, and this would be almost more room for another, another interview because there's a, a testimony to it. But my background was in publicity and promotion. Now, I had a company that I founded called Edify Media. And through a string of miracles, we, I ended up doing the publicity of the video release of The Passion of the Christ. Right. And I was working with uh, 20th Century Fox at the time. And so I developed a tremendous amount of experience when they would have a movie that they wanted that they wanted whether it be you know faith or just faith friendly or family friendly but when they wanted the the christian market to know about it and and i agreed you know then and then i would go out and and find a way to to let people know this movie existed and as i developed that experience i ran into rick and and the material that he had and and this footage that he had and i bought into it you know i'm I guess I should say this because it's, it is, I think it's important. My back background was I joined the military, you know, right out of high school with a very dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And we were very similar from the same town, had all kinds of things in common. And unfortunately, we were together for half our tour. He got stationed in Kansas. I got stationed in Louisiana. Desert Storm broke out. He got shipped off to Desert Storm. And like 700,000 people went. There were only 100, I think, Army combat deaths. But unfortunately, he was one of them. And it impacted me greatly, as you can imagine. And I wanted to know, you know, a lot of people have different ways of finding their faith. Sometimes it can be a very emotional response. Uh, For me, I sat there looking at my dog tags. And my dog tags, you know, they they say your name and blood type and all that. And then they'll say your, your religion. And mine said Christian. And I kept looking at that going, why do I believe that? Like that mm. needs to be something that I really need to know because yeah. everything that had ever happened to Lee had happened to me except death. And now it was the most important thing that happened to Lee. And I was, you know, none of us, my dad used to say, none of us are getting out alive. Mm. And so I went, for me, it was about, I needed to have evidence and yeah. God took me on a journey where there were a lot of things that convicted me. One was this prophecy, just Isaiah. When, when somebody reads Isaiah 53, for those of you that maybe are seeking or don't know, man, you'll think you're reading the New Testament. It's mm. it's pretty amazing. But there's a number of things like that. And I just finally became very convicted. So I only say that to preface that this kind of material really speaks to me. Right. You know, my dream is to make content. You know, like, you know, I see you got the headphones on your shirt. You might be a total music guy. I bring this up a lot. You know, you might have a thousand songs in your playlist. I was never that guy. I think I brought one album in high school. But in movies... I seriously, I bet you I own over a thousand movies, you know, and movies to me are the most powerful art form ever created by man. 
I think you can change a person's life in 90 minutes with a film. And I don't think there's many things that you can do that with, you know? Truth. And so, so with this kind of a movie, I wanted, it's very important to me to be able to, to put something together that can entertain and at the same time help convict somebody in their faith, particularly if they're seeking like I was, because, you know, like I say, for some people, it's not, that's not how they get convicted. But for me, it was like, I really wanted a, a logical, you know, fact-driven reason to believe, you know, and I, I find it interesting in a way that people that would, people that would, you know, maybe ridicule our faith as, you know, you're, you're believing in something invisible, you can't see it, can't taste it, can't touch it, can't smell it. And then they believe that we're just sort of just doing this because it helps us sleep at night and not understanding that I don't have the faith to believe that an aardvark can turn into a stockbroker, you know, over time. I don't have that kind. They have more faith than I do. I can't, yeah. I don't have that kind of faith, yeah. you know, and it's a lot easier for me to believe the things I believe based on the evidence that I see. But anyway, I, you know, I digress. So with, you know, where I, you know, we're a unique model in that we're, because our heart is to do production, you know, but we also do distribution. But then I also have the, de- the background of the promotion and the, and the publicity. And so that we were, you know, it was, it was really, again, like a string of miracles that, that we were brought in. But I did have a, a long history, you know, with Rick. And he's, he's one of the most remarkable people that I've ever met, you know. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why just because it's a long interview and I think it'll be fascinating. But, sure. you know, when you see the movie, it opens, he's, he's, he's tall. He's like six foot six, you know, the six foot six, you know, trademark attorney. He looks like a, he looks like somebody like brought, he looks like an action figure brought <laughs> to life, like in those days. Right. Yeah. But then after he, after he was working with the, the, it created the star of Bethlehem footage. Then he got into like an accident and had like a surgery and then things got messed up and he ended up having this thing called RSD, which is a chronic pain to a level that you and I cannot even imagine. Mm-hmm. Like the way he's described it to me, it's like, a, he goes like, think about pain. My pain, it's like a jet engine on a runway. You know, it's like that loud. It's like insane pain. He's, wow. And what happens, it's like your mind is trying to figure out what's going on. And your mind's like, okay, okay no, 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 I got this. And this will happen to you like in the middle of the night. What's going on is your leg is on fire. Or mm. you're slowly being lowered into a wood chipper. Or somebody's pounding your legs with a sledgehammer. Like horrible, horrible pain, right? And I have a, a thing called the Edify Show. And we're going to release an interview that I did with him. Probably going to be you know, me either up when this goes or a little bit later, but man, he had the most incredible prayer encounter where he was in Israel and he's in Israel, like getting this footage and these ladies recognize him and they come up and they ask if they can pray for him. He's like, well, that's, that's nice. They lay hands on him. He goes, wasn't really used to that. So then, but he's like, that's nice. It's kind of a nice thing. Then a few months later, he's at a restaurant and this college student comes up very uncomfortable. Like it was way out of his comfort zone. Kind of like, like, like didn't want to do it. Finally just had to. And he comes up and he goes, Hey, I, I'm he goes, the Holy spirit is telling me, I, I really need to pray for you. Is something wrong? Mm. Like didn't know he was even sick. Didn't know mm. anything about him then. And there's like lots of these, but these are the ones I remember that he told me then he, like, he's at another restaurant, like months later. And this little boy comes up to him. He's like eight years old, like stands at attention, goes, excuse me, sir. May I pray for your healing? 
Wow. And he's like, yes, wow. you can. You know, and so the kid prays, but he watches to see where he goes. And he goes to his parents. So he goes and follows. His parents were blown away. He's never done that before. Wow. Ever. They weren't even supposed to be there. They, just, they were on the trip somewhere. They stopped off the freeway, went to this restaurant. And this kid felt called to do that. You know, people can believe it or not believe it. I've known this guy, you know, you know, for a long time, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's not like we we're close. We're very close now, but it's not like we've right. been close friends at that time. But I, there is, he's uncomfortable. He doesn't even want to talk about it because he knows he doesn't want anybody to go like, you know, think like he's so fact-based. He doesn't want anybody, but did happen. What's he supposed to do? It happened. And then, yeah. so then I didn't even get to the punchline. So then it's like, whatever. I think weeks later, then over the course of three days, all of a sudden his pain just started dropping. Now it's not like cured, right. but now he feels pain like, like you feel, like I feel. Yeah. Not like, you know, the insane pain. Wow. But can you imagine, because there's a point there that I'll bet everybody that's listening missed. This miracle happened to him, began with prayer in Israel. What was he doing there? He was trying to continue to prove God's faith. I mean, God's work, his faith in God. He was, to me, in this relationship, I feel like he's Paul. He's the yeah. guy that's getting shipwrecked and bit by snakes and, and right. imprisoned and all that. Like the suffering that he's pushing through, to me, if, look, lends credibility to if nothing else, you can't deny this guy believes this stuff. Because right. he's working hard, really hard and has worked really hard for decades through kind of pain that you and I can't, I mean, I would be in my bed, curdled up in the fetal position, right. begging for my mom, you know, yeah. for him to be <laughs> pushing through that kind of thing, you know, and then, you know, like you can't at least say he doesn't, he doesn't believe it. He's my hero. Wow. He's my hero, you know, so, to do that. So that was com what compelled you to do this the most. No, what compelled me truthfully, what compelled me to do this the most is because, because I was, because I believe it's true. Yeah. You know, because I believe it's true and it, there's, and I feel, I feel a responsibility, you know, I'll tell you something too, that people can think I'm crazy, but you know, as, as this was coming together, I was like freaking out. I'm like, this is really good. Yeah. This is really, really good. Yeah. And I go to this prayer breakfast and when I was there, this, they had a, like a, like this basketball coach at this college was there running the prayer breakfast. Gigantic man. And I'm freaking out because this thing's I, like, I got to tell the pastor, like, I miss this thing. It's really turned good. I'm freaking out. But I didn't get to talk to the pastor. So then afterwards, I'm a social person. So I'm hanging out with people. And I'm chit-chatting. All of a sudden, dude is like, you know, standing like <laughs> right next to me. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, that's cool. You know, he wants to get to know me or something. Before I even get a chance to say anything, he reaches his hand and goes, I'm, I'm sorry, fellas. He goes, I, I hate to interrupt. He points right at me. And he goes, but I believe I'm supposed to pray for you. Like mm. the same thing that happened to Rick. Now it's happening to, Rick, to me. Right, right, right. You know? Right, and right. I go. Okay. And he goes, no. And he goes, he goes, dude, he goes, I can't even leave the building. Like, I don't know what you're doing, but I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. And he wow. goes, if it's okay, I'm going to anoint you with oil. And I was like, yeah, I'd never had anybody do that to me before. I, you know, and he, I, I didn't know what he's going to do. You know, like he brought a little kind of little vile thing like that. But, but that was, you know, there's been a nice, it's a nice confirmation, mm -hmm. but I let people, people can, like I say, people can go and they can watch and they can decide you know, whether they think it's, it's true or not, you know, when we were in the military, we used to do this thing, we called it direction finding, you know, so again, just to put it out there, I was a Russian linguist, I speak really bad Russian. So please don't anybody try to piss me on that. You know, I used to, and this is for the military. When I got out of the military, I tried to translate Russian for my church. 
If you translate the Bible, like if you look at the Bible, like the whole thing from Genesis to Revelations, you won't find the word aircraft carrier in there <laughs> one time, right? Really? So no, it's not my, a revelation the, somewhere. No, I couldn't find it. It's obvious <laughs> it's in, in Russian, but you know, my, 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 you know, my, my vocabulary was limited. You know, I wasn't, yeah. there was only so much I could do. Hey everyone, this is Caitlin. Did you know that the Unscripted Podcast is a part of a larger group called the Unscripted Collective? The Unscripted Collective is a team committed to building websites, podcast coaching, and even has a merchandise warehouse for podcasters and organizations. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Reach out today to find out how we can help you in your organization too. Visit myunscripted.com. Now let's go back to today's interview. But, uh, but anyway... The job that we would do uh, was from a helicopter, you'd say you'd hear somebody broadcasting and you could tell by the technology now, who knows what they've got, but by the technology, you could tell like, it'd be like a line of sight that you'd go there, they're broadcasting somewhere this way. Then you'd have another helicopter and they'd go, they're broadcasting somewhere this way. And it was where they intersected. Then you knew that's where they are. The reason I bring that up, you've got geology, you've got astronomy. Both of them are claiming the same date. There's an intersection there. I think yeah. that means truth. Somebody else right. can watch it and they can decide what they want to decide. But to me, it's just, it's, it's logical. It, it, it speaks to the scientific part of my brain that also, that one of the coolest things about this that, that I totally dig is that when you see, the, the movie shows you not just what the Star of Bethlehem was, and it was more than one thing, but it also, at one point in the film, it shows you a glimpse of what it looked like to God. Now, you're going to have to kind wow. of trust me on this. But wow. it's like the thing I love about this is that it was like at least up to that point, it was something that, 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 that God painted the sky for himself, too. You know, wow. I mean, wow. the other thing that's incredible is this, if it's true, this means this entire thing, it's, a, it's a, not just a star, it's a clockwork star. It was something that God put into motion. Since the beginning of the universe, that he that he knew that Christ, the date Christ was going to be crucified before he even made the earth, before he even made Adam, he knew Adam was going to break his heart and what it was going to take to do it. This is it's just something so cool about the kind of love that God had, you know, for that, where he to set all of that up from the very beginning. But I guess that. I, th- I think for me, I mean, I'm a dad, so when my kids were born. You know what I mean? I think anybody's held a small child and thought about how that small child came to be. Like, you know what I mean? That's a moment. It's a spiritual moment. I don't know how you can just be like, yeah, that just happens. It doesn't just happen. But I do think that life and the, the storms of life can take us from a moment like that and beat us up and churn us around and we can get inundated with life to the place where we forget that moment. And I do think, so this is a little bit, welcome to unscripted. I think, In the title. I, I think I could probably turn on my TV right now and be reminded that this world's a mess right now. And everything that's happening in the world is a mess. And yet back to your point, what you've been saying, honestly, this entire time is it's not a mess. It's actually very much 
in God's economy. And we can't describe that. But I think that's why we need to know things like the Star of Bethlehem was there for a reason, and it's real and it's important. And things that are happening in even Israel right now, as heartbreaking and hard as it is for us to watch and hear and see and and can't even understand, it's still very much, I believe, in God's plan. And I, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just think that I know how this book ends. And yeah. so did you find that in, in, like, did that, do you understand what I'm saying? When you, so when you watch the news right now, how do you watch the news? Do you watch the news as someone who knows what you know now and ha- has produced a film that tells you that God is still on his throne and very much in control and understands and knows do you understand what I'm saying? And that's a really difficult yeah, question. It's a heavy well, question. No, I'm just well, I'm curious. It's, I mean, it's sort of, you know, the way I, the way I watch news is unrelated to the, to the, the film with the exception of the way I watch news is rooted in my faith. And the film, you know, certainly helps strengthen my faith that what I believe is true and real. And I have something Thank else you. that I can lean on. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. In those moments where you're weak, right. but you know, when, here's my philosophy on a lot of things, you know, when, you know, when people talk about our, you know, natural resources, what are the, the most precious resource on this planet and people, oxygen, clean air, clean water, it's humans, right. it's humanity. Humanity is the most precious thing. The problem with humanity is it's losing its humanity. To your humanity point, that's it. We all talk a different language when we're talking in defense, because I'm defending something and, and, I'm talking a different language than you are. And when you are defending something, I'm not understanding what you're saying because we're talking a different language in defense of whatever it is. Anyway, different rant. You got to come back because we need more time. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. And you didn't get on to talk about all these different things. But, man, I hope I hope people, people have appreciated and respected what you've had to say because I know I have. It's been very – just – just very informative. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your faith and, and the fact that you all are providing tools and evidence, I think is the word, because I think evidence is something that we all need. We all want. If if I went to my church on Sunday and some guy that, you know, was going through something was suddenly healed, at, like in front of me, as it is in scripture, it would be a different world. But we, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And sometimes we don't, I think that the evidence is there. We just don't see it sometimes. And I'm glad you all are providing films with historical references that we can point back to and say, look, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all right there. You know, it, it really is. I, hopefully I've, I've categorized that the right way. I, I just think you know, it's, it's important great. what you all do. I think the work that you all do is very, very important. And I think this film is very important, especially for such a time as this, when we're inundated with a lot of, things and data and media and content. And it's really important to get back to the roots of what is truth. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is that if you believe something and it's truth can handle scrutiny because it's truth. Mm. And I think that's the thing that, that too often, you know, that, that, that people think that, you know, to have the right faith, you know, you, you can't look or you can't check and, I think that I think that it what I think where it, the where things can get dark and sinister where you can have that thing that you can reach out and remember for sure that it's there and it's true and also lean back on that evidence you know when times are hard you know our thing at edify you know edify means to spiritually build up mm. I just want to I want to bring things that strengthen your faith 
or I want to bring things that will entertain you without corrupting your soul, right? And because there's things out there that are entertaining, but the problem is, is you, you feel like taking an SOS pad to your brain after that, you know, or I want to bring out something that can, that can, that can inspire, you know, that can inspire whether it be, whether it be fiction or whether it be truth or whether it be biblical stories, you know, I would love nothing more. I, I swear, if if God could ever grant me the chance, I I would love nothing more than to break, take stories from the Bible, but do it in a way like my favorite movies, like mm-hmm. Braveheart. Right. Like, let's make let's make some things like that. Yeah. You know, that would just be that would just be so phenomenal. But yeah, yeah, I I appreciate you just having the chance to you know giving us a chance to come on and and talk to your talk to your viewers and tell them you know encourage them you know this is. You know, the other thing we're we're into is quality. When you're going to watch this film, you're going to leave. It's going to definitely generate some interesting thought and discussion, you know, for you when you get done with it. And again, you just go to godofheavenandearth.com and you can, you can find it. And you can also keep an eye on us at edifyfilms.com. Thank you. And uh, if you're into Wind Calls the Heart, because we are, go to windcallstheheart.com. And thanks again. Thanks for again for having us on. Oh, man, I was going to ask you the links. You, you, uh, you ran down them for me. Is there a streaming option? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Go to edifyshow.com. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Go to edifyshow.com. When the, when we have this on the video platforms, that'll be listed, you know, obviously of God of heaven and earth.com or edifyfilms.com. But, you know, you'll be able to find them most everywhere. God willing, by Christmas to where, you know, wherever your all your favorites, you know, wherever you're generally streaming your content. Well, it's important though that we get out and support the film in theaters. If the Eras yeah. Tour movie's over, and I'm I may or may not have seen that over the weekend, but if the Eras Tour movie's over and people can get back to theaters again, God love Taylor Swift. It's important that we get out to theaters and see it, and and that's in November, correct? Yeah, yeah, November fifth and sixth for sure. You know, so people just go to God of Heaven and Earth Film dot com or God of Heaven and Earth dot com, and you know, and then you can there'll there'll be a link there where you can figure out what theaters it's playing at. You know, I feel like the nice thing about a theater is a, you know, it's an experience. Right. You know, I, I was right. wondering about this myself because I, I was I was sitting in the movies and, you know, a lot of people, they have like the, you know, I mean, I sell DVDs, right? So, I mean, I get it. You know, a lot of people watch them at home. You got the TV, you got the strong sound. But I was in this packed theater and I was looking around and I realized why everybody was coming to the theater. And the reason they were coming to the theater was to have the experience of oh, seeing absolutely. it with people. Because we're pack right. animals, right? Right. That's right. That's Made right. in God's image, we we love people, and yeah. it's to have everybody laugh when we're laughing. And it's mm-hmm. an experience. You know, one of the many things that made COVID so hard, right? Yeah. You know, is that we weren't able to experience life together, and so the uh, you know, but but that's I think that's a it's a nice way to bring somebody to the movies. That's Uncle Harry or whatever that you can't normally talk about your faith, but he loves like you know. Dude's always on Discovery or National Geographic yes. or whatever. He likes yeah. that scientific, heady stuff. Yeah, he might, you know, I, I firmly think he's going to, you know, he's going to enjoy this. This is not a, this is not a, a movie where, where Uncle Harry is going to feel preached at. He's yeah. going to feel like he's getting pre- presented with some fascinating evidence. So the film is God of Heaven and Earth. It will be about the first week of November. Yes. You correct. said 5th and 6th? Yeah, it actually opens Sunday. So after okay. church, bring your friends, you know, November 5th, you know, a lot of churches, you'll see it at November 5th on that Sunday, and then it'll play that Monday, November awesome. 6th. Yeah. And the trailers I've seen are gorgeous. 
the yeah, cinematography, cool. incredible. The cinematography yeah. is amazing. And we're not talking about a cheesy, you know, half done film. The, the, the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. So well done yeah, from well, just from what I've seen. But, yeah. Well, especially in the second half, you know, a lot of it, Rick has to lay out his case. And so when you see the film, you know, you have a case that's laid out and then it, yeah. Then it's like, I was like, jeepers screaming. I mean, it was like, they, you felt like they hired a fleet of helicopters, you know, yeah. zipping around in the dead sea, you know, Amazing. but, you know, but really it's, you know, the one thing about it, it's the content, right. you know, it's the content, you know, that's, that's, I think what's going to carry people through it. The ultimately at the end of the day, was this the star of Bethlehem? And was this the earthquake that Matthew talked about that the right. centurion witnessed and convicted him of his faith? I love Hopefully it. Hopefully it convicts your audience of theirs. Agreed. Man, Elliot, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Yeah. I, I hope you come back and we can just yeah, chop it up about to. movies and talk yeah, about yeah, movie yeah, quotes. You bet. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, thanks no, again I, for I having wish, us on. Oh, man, I wish you all nothing but success. And thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. And uh, hopefully uh, everybody gets out to the theater. Can you run down the links one last time for me? Sure. All you got to do is go to godofheavenandearth.com. Go to edifyfilms.com. We have a. We also have a show that we produce called the Edify Show. You can go to edifyshow.com. Okay. And but really, just godofheavenandearth.com. That'll get you everything you need for this film. Well, I'm praying for it. I'm praying for, Thanks, and Brian. that's not cliche. I know it sounds cliche. It's I. I truly am. No. I'm praying for for such a time as this. I believe that God literally has this on on His calendar it, it, for such a time as this. We really need this kind of information and data to combat a lot of the. September 23rds of the world. (laughs) You know, on that note, you know, it's, you know, the, uh, such a time as this, you know, the, uh, remember, I would just speak to everybody out there. You're not, this is, you aren't here on accident. Right. You know, you're here at this time because God wanted you to be at this time, wanted you to exactly be the way you are, where you are, you know? So, you know, go hug your neighbor, you know, go, go make somebody smile, you know, just at the store, just spread, spread some light. And because that's why we're here. This is the darker it is, the, the brighter we're supposed to be. Mm. Well, thanks for making my day and making me smile today. And uh, I yeah, look forward bud. to the film. And uh, I look forward to seeing the film here in a few weeks. All right, cool. Thanks, bud. Thanks for joining us. All right, you bet. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Unscripted Podcast. Make sure to review and share wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps out our mission to encourage everyone to live life unscripted. Until next time. Keep living life unscripted.